When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christine Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, you know what? It feels like it's been a month of Sundays yep. since we've gotten together here courtside. It's been yeah. a minute. It has been a minute. We are back, um, yeah. and it, it's been far too long. We're, we we just talked for like thirty minutes because we're catching up with each other. Uh, but Christy has been uh, doing some Wizards games, doing some Wizards studio shoots, just you know the superstar stuff that she does. Uh, all hoops, all, all hoops, all, all hoops. All the time. And uh, I've been getting used to coaching high school basketball. And as I told Christy, she told me one time that she's like stays up until three watching tape. And last night I did the same exact thing. There so, you go. Um, You're in it. They got I'm you. Glad. You're hooked. You're hooked. I'm glad I have a mentor like Christy to warn <laughs> me about that kind of stuff. Uh, but as we are back, we we have some huge news that is just amazing to share. Uh, obviously, you see Christy with uh, her Britain Griner shirt. That's right. Um, every, everyone knows that Brittany's back home exactly. from uh, her Russia captivity. Um Thanks yeah. to the efforts of just so many people um, yeah. from the Biden administration to Britney's wife, to Britney's agent, to the WNBA, to the players, to the fans, to all of us, um, you know, kept saying her name and making sure that we could talk about her. Um, and, and she's now home. Uh, and now, Christy, even better yeah. news. She's going to she's announced that she intends to play for the Phoenix Mercury next year, which is like. It is all Christmas come early, and it, this is just one of the best gifts I think we've received in the past few years. It's amazing news. Oh, I mean, tremendous news today, Gabe. And, you know, regardless of whether she played again ever in mm -hmm. any capacity, whether it be USA Basketball, whether it be in the WNBA with Phoenix, I mean, the fact that she is back here yeah. and alive and safe and with her family. Oh my gosh. Like that to me is the true gift, but the extra with the cherry on top is her um, wanting to play again. And it's a safe haven. I mean, just being around the game. I mean, for me, even now um, it's a safe haven just to be in a gym. Like it's like, I don't know, it's cathartic. So I know for her to get back and to be able to play, like the first thing that she did was dunk the ball. Mm -hmm. She had the ball in her hair. First thing was dunk it. Like, how exhilarating must that have been for Brittany Griner to do that? Um, but we love you, BG. And I know she said she wants to thank so many people face-to-face -face and look people in the eye who really stayed with her through this whole ordeal. But, I mean, just to to know that she's back and to know that she wants to play, I mean, for us, it's it's a bonus to be able to see her, yeah. her gifts on the court um, once again, but also to see that sisterhood uh, back in yeah. place and the puzzle piece that was missing all last season for Phoenix, which must've been emotionally um, devastating. Every practice to come in and not see her face, every game to come in and not have her presence in the locker room. I mean, just being on a team, you know what that feels like. Yeah. And you know, when people are there, you know, when people are missing and 
uh, just to, to know that they're going to be back whole again. Um, it just does something for my spirit. Uh, and I know it it does something for theirs. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, um, how all of that, um, welcome home BG things feel as the season unfolds in the WNBA, because I know when she comes here to DC, I'm grabbing her. So I just already know that. And I might wear this that day. I, you know, who knows, but I'm going to, I'm grabbing her and I'm not letting go. And, um, yeah, and I hope my kids can go to the game when they're here because, you know, they've been huge fans of Brittany Griner over the years. So I hope they can give her a big, big hug as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, how how much how long the love fest lasts when she's scoring 30 <laughs> and 10 on you uh, in the season like we know BG's going to do. Um, but, you know, I, yeah. what you said, like, about basketball being a safe haven, just, like, I was yeah. thinking about her in the gym coming home yeah. and, you know, you just want to – be in a place where you feel safe. You want to Absolutely. be in a place where you feel at home. Yeah. I know for, for you, for me, for WNBA players, for WNBA coaches, that place is a basketball court Absolutely. Um, or being with our family. And she got to do both. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's just so incredible. And I can't imagine the emotion of it. Um, and I'm just so happy for her. I feel like she, it's, it's, it's remarkable how much she, you know, can feel comfortable and safe immediately after this entire ordeal to come home and say, yeah, I want to, I want to play it. Yeah. I want to go say thank you to the people who helped me. I want to go advocate for other people who are in my situation. Right. So I need to be out there. I need to grab the platform to do it. I think that's just remarkably brave and takes, yeah. uh, you know, an uncommon amount of courage and compassion from Absolutely. both Cheryl and Brittany Griner yeah. and just, you know, really want to, uh, say thank you to them for, for providing us with an example. And, uh, I will be very happy to see BG. Uh, playing basketball again because it is a joy um yeah and the so the mock-off season's coming out next week uh and we didn't know like we we did it before Brittany uh was home or, oh, okay. or now she was playing uh so it might be a little wonky but I you know I'm looking at the Phoenix team now I'm like oh BG's back like this is gonna look real nice so uh we'll talk about all that when when yeah. free agency rolls around but just yeah you know, just wants to, to say we're so happy for her and um, you, you know, it feels like a weight off our shoulders. I can't imagine what it feels like for all her family and everyone who had worked so hard to make this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, you know, Skylar Diggins-Smith, I know she's expecting her second baby. And, you know, I know she she made comments last year, like, I mean, the questions that you're asking right yeah. now are basically insignificant to yeah. what we are going through as her sister. So I just... Uh, you know, I, I felt for them then, you know, mm-hmm. the whole team, like I said, you know, missing their sister on the, on the court in the locker room and as a teammate. Um, but even bigger than that is, is that their family too. I mean, that the team is your family too. I don't care. Like if you've been on a team, you know what I'm talking about. Um, if you haven't been on a team, ask players who are on a team, what that is, because it's, it's very special and it's, it's a lifelong bond that you cannot replicate, um, and so just to know that she's going to be back in that environment where the inclusivity, where she can be herself, where she can just play the game that she loves and, and be around people that are like-minded in that yeah. sisterhood, man, to me, I'm just like, I, I'm thrilled for her. Like, I can't stop smiling because I, I can just only imagine her walking in that locker room and how she's going to be just embraced, not just physically, but emotionally as well and and the compassion like you said um of what she's been through and now she's back i mean that's just man that's a lightning rod to me i mean going through oh yeah it's gonna be amazing so i i can't stop smiling right now just thinking of it so i know it's gonna be an amazing moment for sure yeah it's gonna it's gonna be very emotional and i'm yeah yeah. I'm not sure we're ready for it, uh, but I think I think it's very exciting, and uh, you know, again, just just so happy to have yeah. uh, BJ Girl home and, and whole, and yeah, whew, can't can't wait to see her on the on the court or doing anything. Honestly, just whatever she yeah. wants to do. <laughs> like I, we're we're happy to see her home, and uh, I also definitely, and we're definitely going to hear her talk a lot more about um, you know the the other Americans that are in her situation. I, I think she's going to help a lot of people because. Absolutely. If you don't think WNBA players are going to do that, you have not been paying attention to what this league has been doing for years and years and years. I mean, they, they step up. They don't, they don't just say things. They do it. So I'm, I'm just so, so, so excited. 
um, for her to be home and for everyone involved. So, um, yeah, I can't, I, man, that first moment when she comes back is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we, we have to get, we had a long time, long time to get prepared for it. Um, yeah. But I do want to move on to uh, some college basketball. All right. Yeah, let's get let's get into. It. I know it's so it's so hard to transition because it's like I just we just want to spend like thirty minutes saying we're happy and we're excited and we want to see you on the court and we want to see you doing stuff. But uh, I do I, we have some stuff to talk about on the court. Um, I think it it starts with uh, the Maryland Turpins. Oh. I, I think you're familiar with them. I think A little you might bit. Be. I think it, I think okay. <laughs> Christy, yeah, I gotta tell you. Talk to me. I'm confused. Uh-oh. This is a confusing basketball team. How so? We've, we've said this for years, haven't we? For the last couple of years. It's a confusing basketball team because, all right, let, let's look at their schedule. Okay, so they, they lose to South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They without go Diamond Mar- Miller. Without Diamond. Diamond Without Diamond Miller. Okay. They beat Baylor on the road. On the road. Come back, lose to DePaul in the Thanksgiving tournament. yeah. And, and kind of handily, too, to, uh, you know, DePaul team that's okay. Then they beat Notre Dame on the Diamond Miller buzzer beater, which was Diamond awesome. Dagger. Diamond Dagger. In South Bend. Yeah. In a hostile environment. Hostile. Come back home, lose by 23 to Nebraska. I know. I don't know. Then they beat Purdue by only three points. Then yeah. beat UConn by seven points. Yeah. What? What's, like why how what's happening with this team i think they're still trying to find out who they are right um i think they have a lot of pieces like like you said diamond miller was missing in the south carolina game Mm -hmm. and that game was like a a three four possession game until the little dust up and review of play and then all everything Mm -hmm. fell apart for maryland after that and and south carolina had their way in college park but um you know, the DePaul game, they, they throw a lot of different defenses at you and make you adjust quickly. Nope. Um, they struggled in that game to get any continuity offensively. Mm-hmm. And then the Notre Dame game, I thought, you know, that was a, a, a great battle, you know, right. and it could have gone either way. Um, it just so happened Diamond got that fader to go at the elbow yeah. at, at the buzzer, and they got out of there with a win. Uh, one point, right? One point right. win? Yeah, so, I think it ended up being one. Yeah. Two points. It was a two points. A two point game. Okay. Okay. It was tied. You're right. Um, but then the the Nebraska game, like, let's not forget how tough Nebraska is. Uh, yes. With with Jess Shelley and you know Alexis Markowski, those those kids can ball out, and when they're on their A game, which is which is definitely uh, you know something that Big Ten teams know about. You know, last they, year especially how they. Um, plow their way through uh, Big Ten conference play. Um, I just think, you know, that's, I don't, I don't want to say it's a bad loss. Um, I know they've been like right teetering at the yeah. bottom of the top 25, you know, and other teams receiving votes uh, for most of the year so far. It's a but good I team, but I it, think that's still a bad loss. The way they lost. Okay, it's twenty. You lose by twenty three at home, and yeah, And you look at Nebraska's box score, and it's very clear. Like there's twelve of twenty five from three. They get hot and they start shooting. That's what I'm saying. But I don't know. Did you? I I didn't get to watch this entire game. But did it? Did it ever? Did it feel like Maryland, like you know, kind of packed it in, or like what? What? What was the reason why it got so uh, far out of hand? Just those lulls in offensive production. For Maryland, I thought yes, they knocked in the, Nebraska, knocked in the twelve threes, but I think for Maryland, they couldn't they couldn't get that that continuity going on the offensive end. I think Abby Myers has been fantastic this season for them. Um, she was like slow in that game, getting any kind of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think you know defensive transition. I think in that game was a was a concern for Maryland. Like they were getting some of those threes, not all of them, but some of those threes came in transition where they were kicking that ball up, that shot was going up before they were ready um, to defend it. Um, so I think that was a concern. But I don't think Maryland packed it in. I don't think it was like they – I wouldn't expect them to. Gave up. Right, right, right. I don't think that was the emotion I got from that game. But I just think that, you know, they went for long stretches without knocking in shots. <laughs> and that became tough. And then the pace of play, I think, that favored, obviously, Nebraska in that game because 
they were able to push with the pass and they were able to knock in some shots um, in transition and and caught Maryland off guard in that yeah. respect. Um, and when I say off guard is like, hey, we're back, but we're not matched. Hey, we're we're back, but we're not <laughs> pushing them off the three point line. And I think that was the biggest issue that they had in that game. And you know, twenty three points on paper sometimes feels differently when you're yeah. watching the game. So kudos to Amy Williams and her crew. It was a twenty three point win, but it didn't quite feel like that. You know how you can mm-hmm. like. Kind of feel like they're just on top of you, can't breathe. But I, I just think that it was um, – I think it was more of the defensive transition and the lack of continuity with the with the offense. Yeah, and, and we've seen some of those lulls before. I mean, obviously against yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. Guess what? Everyone's going to have lulls. Uh, yeah. that's, how they, that's how they play. But uh, against yeah. Nebraska, you know, that's a team where you kind of should be able to score. Um, but I did have a question. I was thinking while you were talking – uh, is it more infectious to the other side of the ball to be missing shots or giving up buckets? To feel uh, like I feel like the answer is it's more infectious. It, it missing shots infects your defense a lot more than giving up buckets does to your offense because well, first off, you're in transition, so that part, yeah, you know, right. Uh, so you're in transition when you're missing shots, but yeah. also just it, it gets really hard when you're when you even when you think you're getting a good shot and you can't make it. I feel like there's more of a, a head down type of thing for players at all levels from high school, to the NBA mm-hmm. of like, I missed that. You know, I'm not, now I'm not getting back. Now I'm not matched. Now we're in, you know, a million dollar things are going wrong. Right. No, agreed. It has to be missing shots. I mean, you know, especially if transition is, is an issue, yeah. right. Getting back defensively and being matched or getting back and Hey, it's not my man. It's our man. We got to get a hand up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care who's, who's matched. That is, we got to stop that, that person. Um, but I think, you know, when you're taking shots, and I'm not saying this happened a lot of times, but yeah. sometimes just in basketball in general, when you're taking shots that your teammates don't know are going to go up, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You're out of rhythm. Like you're not in your offensive set. Like you run five on zero in practice. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Here's yeah. a shot. Boom, 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 boom. We're not getting that shot. We're getting the next shot. But you know what's coming, right? So when shots are taken out of rhythm, in the court of court, you're not going in for the rebound because you're not knowing like, Oh snap, they're taking yeah. this shot. So now we're not in position to get the offensive boards. Now they're back guard off and running. Right. Yeah. And now do we have enough people back, right. To, to take away their transition game. So it's almost like a turnover, like bad shot mm-hmm. decisions turn in to me. That's what I always used to say as a coach. Hey, when we take bad shots, like out of rhythm shots, like forced shots like that, that's turnover because we can't get in for offensive boards. And now the other team is going the other way. Right. And, and now we're in rotation in the open court, which is not fun. Right. Because there's so much space to guard. There's so much, uh, you know, communication that has to happen within a blink and you got to be on it. You got to be on it or you're going to get burned. And I think, you know, sometimes for Maryland, like when you're when you are missing shots, when you are in a lull offensively, you're gonna tend to force something. Like we need mm-hmm. a bucket, so let me just go ahead and and shoot my shot, and it may not be the best shot, okay? And now your teammates don't know that that's that's going up. Yep. And then now you're in rotation in the open court, and now you're in trouble, right? Now now you have issues in terms of matching up with anybody, mm-hmm. not just your match, but somebody somebody gets somebody, right? And now you're, you're, you know, in retreat mode and you don't want to be in that mode. I love hearing, hearing you talk about basketball, Christy. Uh-huh. I, I also, I'm totally stealing that four shots or turnovers. Uh-huh. I might start scoring them like that, to be honest. Tell them, uh-huh. tell the babies, tell them. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I might, uh, that, that's gonna, that's gonna be said in our practices. Um, right. So yeah. So they lose in the Nebraska game, uh, big, you know, big yeah. one over Purdue coming back. That was a Cheyenne Sellers. Um, buzzer beater yeah and she's having a heck of a season she as well. is and, and we knew this we knew this yeah. we saw her last year i saw her last year in the baylor game for like two minutes i was like yep her get Love. her on the court more <laughs> she's Love a dog her. she is she is she doesn't care yeah and, and i think with between her and diamond too like yeah. there's two dogs uh two you dogs. know with really long arms very tough <laughs> defensively uh yeah. so i was happy to see her get a, a nice highlight and now this uconn win Right is is going to be interesting uh, to look back on because obviously UConn 
Um, it's just riddled with injuries. I, I don't even know if we can list all of them, but AZ Fudd, Paige Becker is obviously still out for yeah. the whole entire season. AZ yeah. Fudd's out for a number of weeks. Nico Mule's out. Uh, I mean, who else? Dorka Uha's still out. Uha's Someone still else out. got hurt. I, I'm missing an injury. I don't even remember one. Uh, uh, I don't know who else. Uh, but just how AZ went out. Oh my God, I saw that live and I was just like, oh my geez, oh flip. Like, I hope she's good. And she tried to go back out there and play. I don't remember. But, you know, but Marilyn, you know, they were able to get that win uh, back on uh, December 11th on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think for, for Maryland, I think that was great, you know, to bounce back from, you know, the couple of losses that they had there in, in non-conference play and get themselves prepared. I think um, I saw something in the in the Big Ten newsletter. Chris Masters, shout out to you for, for doing the newsletter for the Big Ten. But there was a, a note in there that said that um, Maryland was the first Big Ten team to beat UConn since 2004 when Michigan 2004? 2004 when Michigan State beat them. Um, so yeah, so that was, I mean, for the conference, that was a big win. Um, you know, it was at home for Maryland where they lost to Nebraska. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they, they recaptured the pride of the, of the home court with that big win. So they're not going to have in the win loss column, who was able to play and who wasn't able to play. Right. No one's going to feel sorry for you. That's the whole thing with injuries. No one's going to feel sorry for you, certainly. No, but I hate injuries so much, man. I really do. Um, but Maryland still had to play that game, right? Um, and they still had to make the shots that they made. They still had to get the stops that they got, uh, regardless of who's on the floor. So I think, you know, they didn't come in thinking, well, they're missing these people, so let's go in here and play. I think it's like it's Maryland against UConn. They have who they have, we have who we have, and we're going to play yeah. and compete. And I think that's what you saw in Maryland. And and give UConn credit, too, because, I mean, they battled, you know, shorthanded yeah. and – Right. That's the best they could do that day. That's the best you could do that day. And that's all you can ask of your team. And, and that's what it is. If that's what you can look yourself in the mirror and say, man, I gave everything today. That's the best I can do today. You accept that from your team. But you also know your team, right? You know if it was their best effort. You know if it was their best focus. You know if it was their best approach. You know if it was the best they could execute the game plan. Was that your best? You know, and then as a coach, now that you're a coach, you have to hold them accountable to what that bar is okay so i mean if gino can say hey this was our best you know then you move on to practice and you know get ready for the next game but i wonder if gino's ever said that <laughs> i don't know it feels like gino ariama is the type of coach who never thinks you're at your best you could win four straight national championships and you could still get better in his eyes uh no but and you know look there's they had seven players uh uconn yeah. does but guess right. what? All seven of those players are five-star recruits and heck of a heck of a basketball team still. Um, so I think that's a great win for UConn. And to your point, when we get down to tournament selection and seeding and where this team lands, it's just going to say win at, against UConn, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's um, between that and the Notre Dame win, like this whole first part of the season, you can say, hey, well, we had so we we took our bumps, yeah, yeah, but. We're okay as long as we can, as long as we compete in our conference schedule the way that we think we should. Absolutely. Now, the conference schedule is going to be pretty tough, as we've yeah. talked about ad nauseum, uh, because of how many good teams there are in right. the big in the Big Ten, um, and just like looking around the conference, you know, have we changed any of our feelings in this conference yet? Because Obviously, Ohio State has been without J.C. Sheldon for a little bit. Um, we've seen Iowa drop a couple games, you know, even despite huge Caitlin Clark performances. We've also seen Iowa give, like, great defensive performances, which is sometimes not expected. Um, you know, we've seen Purdue be frisky and tough. So, I mean, yeah. you, you, you pay attention to this conference as much as mm -hmm. anybody else does. So, have you changed any of your, your feelings around here? No. I still think, you know, with five teams in the top 25, the Big Ten is is not to be played with. Mm -hmm. Stop playing with the Big Ten, <laughs> you know? Stop playing with us. Um, no, I just think that, you know, when you look at top to bottom, like you're looking mm -hmm. at a team like Ohio State, who hasn't had J.C. Sheldon in the, in the lineup a couple games, whatever, they're still able to do what they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. The philosophy is still the same. Kevin McGuff has mastered the fact that they can run their 2-2-1 press 
without specific rules. And you were just talking about, you know, if you don't know the rules, it's hard to scout, right? right. It's like the rules are, you know, what you kind of live by as, as someone who's scouting. But when you're just flying around, I remember Taylor, Taylor Mikesell told me at the media day um, this year for the Big Ten media day, I asked her about the mm-hmm. 2 one And I was like, man, that's become you guys' personality. Like mm-hmm. you guys come out there and, and you run that 2 one to perfection. You guys are on a string and on a chain. You're out working together. And she's like, to be honest, you know, we're just flying around, you know, to be honest, like we're just rotating, we're backing each other up. We're getting the next pass. We're trapping and and rotating on a string, you know? So that's hard to scout against when you're just flying around innately. Like, how do you scout against that? Like, you don't know what the next move is going to be because you don't know the rules of their two, two, one. So it's kind of like, you know, they're just playing like, you know, piranhas out there they're just like nah, nah, nah. like we don't know where you know we're just gonna follow each other like we don't know you don't you can't scout this we're just hungry and we're gonna get the ball i mean they're forcing 27 turnovers a game like Oof. dudes forcing like that's third in the country so i mean their defense and not just their press but i think when you get into the quarter court as yeah. well their defense is like on point they're together with it um madison green is back and, you know, J.C. Sheldon took over for her last year when she was out with the ACL. So yeah, I just think that they're, they have they have each other's backs, man. And it's their defense that has them third in the country right now. Um, and they have their princess game tonight. And I love that. Oh, yeah? That's so I cute. Know. They have so great things. But they had dads and daughter. They had girl dad day. Aww. You know, and it's just fun stuff. Like. They're doing it the right way. I, I love the dub chain. They re-up that, yeah. you know, the dub chain. Whoever gets it at the yeah. end of a win. And, you know, Kevin McGuff doing the gritty last year will still remain the favorite <laughs> band. So, Kevin, you know, we need a new uh, gritty edit um, done for you. But I love the yeah. way they're playing. I mean, and Indiana, too. Like, these teams, I mean, they're not to be messed with. You saw what Nebraska did to Maryland. It's like we haven't even gotten into the thick of conference yeah. play. We like, won't, we've only had a couple Ohio games. Indiana game, you know, the Maryland, Ohio State game. Like, duh, it's going to be insane once January hits and those games are going to be coming fast and furious at us, game. It, and we we felt that last year. And I think, you know, yeah. this year it's even tighter, to be honest. I mean, it I is. think there's just so many good teams in this conference. Yeah. And Indiana, I believe, is still uh, – I don't know if Grace Berger's still out or she's if still she, out. she's still out. I don't know if she's yeah. coming back soon. Um yeah. So that's, you know, that's a bummer because obviously we want her play. Uh, but hopefully she's healthy. Um, but yeah, Ohio State, I you know, number three in the country. And I think it's well warranted because of what you said. I mean, you know, like, it's it's tough to beat a press, especially if yeah. the team's pressing for 40 minutes and they're continuing that effort in the quarter court, in the half court. Um, you know, it, it's tough to beat. That being said, they haven't played like the uh, a great schedule. It, look, it looked a lot better early in the season. Um, but with Tennessee kind of falling out of it, uh, Louisville falling out of it, their wins don't look quite as strong as, you know, we anticipated. Um, I think Louisville is going to come back around at some point, maybe not be a top five team, but they'll be in the top 25. So that'll be a good win. So we're still waiting to see Ohio State against their big test, like you mentioned, when they, they go uh, to play Indiana, Maryland, and all of those schools that are going to give them a lot of trouble. And hopefully J.C. Sheldon's there. To, right. to give them yet another weapon. Um, but, you know, actually, I was, uh, who was I texting? I was, no, it was Dano. I was Dano. Uh, okay. I was texting Dano, and I think either his phone or my phone uh, auto-corrected uh, Kevin McGuff to Kevin McMuffin. <laughs> so, so now we just call him McMuffin. <laughs> That's just the man's name now. Does he know that? Uh, he, he does not know that. that. <laughs> he does not know that. He doesn't know me. So I'll introduce myself, and then maybe later I could talk about the McMuffin thing. That is, uh, that is so funny. yeah, Kevin, Kevin McMuffin doing a great job at Ohio State. Um, and that I do want to talk. So I think we did we both pick Iowa to win this conference, or maybe I think maybe one of us picked Ohio State. Um, I, I may have just because they have 11 returners for 11 Iowa, returners. and I was kind of going with the experience of winning right. last year with those guys, you know. Um, yeah. You know, that, and, I, and if any other team had 11 returners, I would kind of say that as well. Yeah, and the best player in the conference. And they um, won, right, last year. So, and But they have three losses this year. Um, and, okay. you know, they have a they have two, you know, losses that you're not really going to bat eye at, uh, losing to UConn um, in a neutral site and then losing at home to NC State. State. And they, 
in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Um, right. You know, both those teams, top five teams, are great teams. It just seems like, you know, I was – when Caitlin Clark goes right. off. Yeah. Doesn't seem like they're at their best. Doesn't seem like that's that's the thing that they want to do. I don't think that's what Caitlin wants to do. So do you mm-hmm. do you think that dynamics like is that statement correct or am I off base? You know, you know, you reminded me that it was the NC State game where she had forty five points. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. It was forty five or forty seven. She was forty five. Forty five. Okay, she yeah. hit a logo shot. You know, a couple times. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think she's always going to be like that. Yeah. And I'm not, it's not, that's not shade. That's just like, she doesn't have a warm button. It's like, no. she's hot all the time. <laughs> like she's hot. Like she's going to go a thousand percent. She's going to give everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's sometimes teams will say, and who knows if this was the game plan during the NC state game, yeah. let her get what she's going to get and let's stop everyone else. Especially Sonano. I feel like that's a, if you're doing that strategy, it's Sonano that you're like, let's just, let's just double, let's just double on the paint and we'll stop her. I I mean, I I think that's, and that's the strategy that has worked multiple times. I, and, and, and it's tough, right? Cause you want, we just want to sit here and say, wow, 45 points. That's awesome. Right. Right. right, And there's never, and there's never a shot that you're going to tell Caitlin Clark not to take. Shoot that thing. Listen, if I'm coaching her, you pass up a shot. I'm subbing you out if you pass up a shot. That's what I would tell her. Like, you need to let that thing fly. Like, so in in a sense, uh, and let me know if you agree. Like, I feel for Lisa Bluter because like you can't change who you are, and you can't change who your players are. But at the same time, there's there's a an a growing number of of games where Caitlin Clark has gone off and you guys didn't win. I don't know how you react to that as a coach because it, it, it's right. tough. You don't want to tell her not to shoot more. You don't want to tell her to force the ball inside. You don't want to force the issue. Um, but maybe, maybe yeah. they. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the solution is for them in those situations. Yeah, I mean, she's averaging twenty-seven and a half points and seven and a half assists. So it's not like it's just let me get the ball and pop it. Like she's. Yeah. She initiates offense too. She distributes as well. So she takes what the defense gives her. Exactly, as she should, right? Yeah. I mean, she's an aggressive mindset player. Like, she's not settling for any shots that she takes. She's not settling for any pass that's available. Mm-hmm. She's making plays. So, like you said, you can't change who you have on your team. You can't change the mentality of the players you have on your team. I mean, she's a killer, right? She's like, she wants to go kill every play. Um, and I love her for that. It's just hard when... Um, when teams scheme, like you said, to let her go for 45 and then, you know, we'll try to just contain the other right. four. And if we can do a good job with the other four, we win. And that's what NC state coach Moore did that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in that particular game where they just flooded the paint and then let Monica Sinano be comfortable down there. No. Um, and they took away the threes from the other players, um, you know, for the most part, but they, you know, they disrupted the other four players to the point where they did enough to win. Uh, and yes, Caitlin Clark had 45, <laughs> but it's That's like, okay, she can have that. And I get it. And I get it. Like on, on NC State's perspective, she can have the 45, mm-hmm. right? We need to do everything else because she's just an elite level player. And we, we're shaking her hand on that. Like take her hat off to that. If she scores 70 and she beats you, whatever. That's whatever. hey, whatever. We gotta hey, we gotta take that, shake her hand in the line when we're going through. But if we can disrupt the other guys, you know, who have a ton of experience together, um, if we can monkey wrench their chemistry, what mm-hmm. you know, even a little bit, you know, that gives us an edge. And I think that's what you saw in terms of what NC State came into that game with and um how they designed their defense. So kudos to them for that, because that's not an easy thing to do. No, you no, know, I love that. I, I remember uh, Westmore last year in the after winning the ACC championship. Yeah, uh, he said, you know, next year I might start looking real dumb without you know Lisa <laughs> Cunane and uh, all of the players they had last year. Uh, they're still eight in the country and uh, yeah, looking pre- pretty tough. 
pretty yeah. tough. Um, yeah, they're tough down there. We, yeah. we'll, we'll get into the ACC just 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 a tad bit in a moment. Um, do you want to touch on anyone here? And and uh, actually, I'll go down the list and just say sure. the rankings so everyone knows where we're at right now yeah. in the big in the Big Ten. So okay. we have Ohio State at number three, Indiana yeah. at number four, hmm. um, Iowa at number twelve, and who? Oh, Maryland's at fifteen. There it is. Uh, Michigan at nineteen, and that is it uh, for the Big Ten right now. So that's that's five teams, right? Yeah, five. I got them all. Got them all. Yeah. Um, and Indiana, you know, another team that's kind of, that's had some nice wins. They have that really nice win over North Carolina. North Carolina's been a lot better. Yeah. Um, in the last couple of games, they beat them by 24, which was shocking. Yeah. yeah, I was on that game, Gabe, yeah. and the fact that they didn't have Grace Berger yeah. on that, that game, and they did what they did. I mean, it was it was impressive, and it was at home. It was at Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I thought was most impressive was the fact that they, you know, Terry Moore and, and the philosophy that they have on defense was alive and well. Okay. And they played rugged. Mm-hmm. They attacked the rim. You know, Mackenzie Holmes was getting loose. Great, I, great to see her healthy. I, it was really great to see her healthy. But I thought, you know, it was very cool too. Was that Terry Morin had on the Grace Berger sweatshirt <laughs> during that game? And I asked her after the game, you know, on the interview after the game, and I said, you know, hey, you have that, you're sporting that Grace Berger. Uh, sweatshirt and everything, you know, in the absence of Grace, you know, I know it's hard for her to sit out because I, I was watching her during um, their shoot around mm-hmm. and her, her healthy leg was bouncing. And you know, hey, yeah. listen, if you play ball, you know what that leg bounce feels like. Like, you want to play, man. You want to get on the floor. So I, I was watching her and her nonverbal communication there was like, man, it's, get me out there. It's, it stinks to sit over here. Uh, so I said that to Terry and she was like, yeah, you know, I figured that, you know, with the NIL and everything, while she's out, this we can sell this and, and put some money in her pocket. And I was like, man, that's that's, that's baller. Let's go, coach. You. you know, you know, just to lift her spirits. And, you know, with the NIL, there's so many creative things you can do. Yeah. But I just thought that was really cool that she that she has Grace's back. Right. But mm-hmm. the way that they played was amazing. And um you know, major factor of the 24 point win was that they just never let up. Mm-hmm. And I know emotionally, maybe they were charged with grace, not being there. Everybody has to play that much better and harder and stronger and smarter. But I thought they were, they were fantastic in terms of their execution of the game plan, took North Carolina out of that game yeah. early and, and stayed on them, you know, and just never let up and kept their foot on, on their throat and, and just came away with a, with a strong win at home. So I thought that was that was great, and at the time they were five and six in the country. Right. You know that game was five versus six. So and then without Grace Berger, so coming into that game, it was like, oh man, what's this going to look like? Indiana came out and and took them by storm early, stayed on them, and and got away with a a really strong win over an ACC team that's going to be really tough in the ACC. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's a team that like absolutely has no give up in them. So beating them by twenty, like it's a legit twenty-four point win. You have to you have to earn every single point at the end against North Carolina. Um, and they have a good matchup against UNC. Uh, and to be honest with Mackenzie Holmes, I mean, I, I don't think UNC has a player to match Mackenzie Holmes. And that's been yep. their weak spot. So I mean, it was good. It was good to see her just dominate when she has that matchup. And yeah, I think. If this is indicative of where this team is going, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Ohio State and Indiana are on a are on a collision course here uh, for some great games, and and hopefully we'll see them uh, at the end in the in the Big Ten tournament. But we'll see what happens throughout the season because maybe Maryland gets up to a point where we're like, yeah, we need to see them, or Iowa gets back to back in gear, um, and they kind of move up. But yeah. I, I I think Indiana right now and Ohio State are the class of this conference. And they're going to be really, really tough outs, especially Agreed. at home. Especially Agreed. at home. Agreed. I mean, when you have, you know, the conference play, like across the country, right? Mm-hmm. Conference play is going to be so <sighs> epic this year. And I can't wait, you know, can't for wait. the calendar to turn to January, man. I know there's going to be some a little before January. I, I, got, I got one for you, actually. Talk to me. So I, I'm going to go to the ACC, like I said I was going to, because on, what is it? Why didn't I write down the day, Gabe? I think it's on Sunday. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, yeah, so Sun. Yeah, on Sunday. All right, cool. Sunday at four yeah. p.m. Notre okay. Dame at Virginia Tech in Castle Coliseum. Uh, it's going to be awesome. That's number five That's versus cool. number six. Another mat. Another five versus six matchup. Sure. Two teams that uh, they play different styles, but I think they're really good matchups for each other. Um, right. You know, the point guard matchup couldn't be more different. You have Olivia Miles, who's you know, high flying and, right you know, running around, getting her triple doubles, making the highlight <laughs> reels. And you got Georgia A. Moore, who's just spunky and tough and and right and ready to get in the mix and do whatever she needs for her team to win. Sure. I think that's going to be a knockout drag out matchup if those two match up against each other. Um, yeah. Obviously, Elizabeth Kitley is going to be inside of her. I think she's going to and she could have a big game. But Lauren Ebo has been having an excellent season. Jeez. So. Her hands, great I mean, hands, great hands, and and so the, the those two matchups alone are amazing. Unfortunately, Ashley Wusu is going to be out. Uh, she yeah. broke her pinky, so you know, sending yeah. sending good vibes to her, good healthy vibes, so she can come back yeah. soon. Um, miss her for that one, but this game is like circled eight million times on my <laughs> calendar for Sunday. I got to make sure I watch it because I'm pumped for it. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, I mean Virginia Tech, and I they've just been solid. You know, a great start out of the gates for them. Mm-hmm. And Ashley Wusu, you know, hopefully that won't keep her out too long. And and usually, you know, for a broken pinky, what's that, six weeks? Uh, they like, said they said out indefinitely. So I guess they, they're just kind of seeing. Because it may, well, you can break your pinky in like a bunch of different ways. I know. That's like, so, you know, how serious that is. Okay. So usually three to six, like that's a yeah. window that's typical yeah. for that. So hopefully she can make it back, you know, before the thick of the ACC portion of the season mm-hmm. begins but man i love that game too i'm gonna have to circle that yeah. would you say 80 million times uh it's 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 like blacked <laughs> out like i just have to know that's there yeah, uh no but i uh, that game's gonna be sick and i i've been yeah. on this virginia tech team for a while i'm hoping they can make a statement especially at home um mm-hmm. because they have a lot of them and i do want to mention one other team um yeah. and let me see where they are are they not ranked anymore who you have oh, virginia virginia should be ranked the Virginia Cavaliers. Hey, how about it? An eleven and zero start. They Come have on. surpassed their total wins wow. uh, from the last three seasons combined, or at wow. least from, from when COVID hit. Uh, yeah, they've matched their win total like or nine games, something like that. Yeah. Wow, Amaka, Amaka, Agugwa. That's my girl coaching down there now. And she's turning them around. And it's, I mean, it's very impressive. And it's not like you know a murderer's row of a schedule, but. They play real teams. They just beat my my William and Mary Tribe and our co- and Coach Dickerson down there, who's doing oh, yeah. a very nice job building it, building yeah. up the program. Not quite as fast as Amaka has, um, but they have it. They have a win over Wake Forest, which is not a win they could get last year. They beat Penn State on the road. Um, right. I, this team just looks like they're competent. They they're ready to go. I mean, Sam, adding Sam Brunel from Notre yes. Dame has just given them such a boost um, okay. and just made everything make a little mm-hmm. bit more sense. Um, and so they're going to be, I think just another tough team in this conference. And you already looked at the conference last year and it was so tough. And now we're adding in another team that is not an easy out. And I don't, I don't know how it's going to turn out for a lot of these teams because Hey, we can look at, we can talk about my Miami hurricanes. Uh, we've been dropping some games. I don't think we should be dropping, uh, but we're going into the conference schedule. It's gonna be tough. Close games though. Close games. Uh, we shouldn't be that close to. I think we lost to Columbia, or was that the dudes? No, no, the women lost to Columbia. Yeah, it was the women. Yeah, uh, it's uh It's been a it's been a rough stretch for Miami. Let's get back to Virginia. I just think they're going to be awesome. <laughs> I think they're having. They're having this is a great year. This is a great year for them, um, and they should be really, really excited. But yeah, you know, Eli, should... again, this conference is just tough, 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 tough loaded, tough. loaded, yeah, especially at the top. It's, yeah. It's nice too because it's number five Notre Dame, number six Virginia Tech, number seven North Carolina, number eight NC State. Dang! So they're all right there. Yeah, ooh, I'm telling you, it's gonna be ooh, gonna be in the thick of it in January, baby. That's oh yeah, no, and that so Sunday is that first big ACC matchup. Yeah, a um, couple other games too. Just to, you know, so Creighton plays two big games, and you know mm-hmm. I have a very soft spot for Creighton. Because um, I co- I covered them in last year's tournament, I got to know them a little bit, and they're a really awesome, fun team to watch. Great yeah. system. Speaking of another team that I love, they host Arkansas on uh, Saturday. 
Okay. So I have a short amount of time to figure out who I'm rooting for in that game. I don't I don't know. You gotta just, flip the on that one, honey, because I know you love Arkansas too. I, I gotta get in there and just see what's happening. And I'll, okay. I'll feel it I'll feel it out. Cause it's in Omaha. Uh okay. and we'll, so we'll see how Creighton's crowd is, but I don't know. But then they then Creighton goes to Stanford. Uh yeah. and they have they have opportunity to show the world, you know, who they are. And I, I think right. a lot of people are gonna be surprised how this team runs their offense, how good they are, how organized they are, and how tough they are to beat. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe they pull an upset uh, in Palo Alto. Uh, right. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a really interesting – we'll call it a Christmas break. <laughs> uh, it's a Christmas break. Um, it, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with all of these teams as we head into the conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we're heading towards another just – knockout drag out conference schedule because we didn't even talk about the sec no um, i mean come and, uh, it's gonna be tough it's been, at, and we haven't talked about angel reese or lsu yet um how many in, 30 point games has she had this year like she i think she's only yeah. had double doubles i'm pretty sure she's only had double doubles this year i just uh, saw she had 32 and 15 with some box in their last game I saw it on oh. her Herbal Stats Instagram where she was like a stat of the game again. I was like, again? She's got 30-something again against somebody? I'm like, man. Down there just killing it. What does she have? Who do they play? She had 32 and 15. She had 32 uh, and 13 against Lamar. See, and that's the thing. Still. And, and, and no shade to our friends at George Mason, but they haven't really played anybody yet. Um, so that's why I haven't gotten super excited about LSU. Um, just because they need to, they need to play someone for real. They haven't played a Power Five team yet. Right. Uh, that changes on Sunday. They ah. have an, a neutral site game against Oregon State. So maybe next time we talk, we're talking LSU. Okay. Maybe next time we talk, we talk LSU. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I kind of want to ask since it's almost Christmas. Uh-huh. Do, do you have a basketball Christmas wish, Christy? Oh my gosh, <gasps> a basketball. Christmas wish list. Can it just be one thing? It can be. It can be as many or as little things as you want. Santa's <gasps> always listening. Oh, we love. Santa. Oh wait, wait. I have this. Oh, Da-da-da. you have a stocking. Santa oh, hat. you have a hat. <laughs> uh, it's also a Miami Heat hat. I love it. Wait, what is it saying? It says Heat. Oh, the Miami Heat. Okay. I only have I only have sports branded stuff, obviously. (laughs) I only wear stuff that has logos on it. It has the heat logo. And a little snowflake. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay. So for me, number one, it's it's somewhat not realistic, which is I mean, if you know me, I'm very optimistic. I'm very uh, glass half full. Mm -hmm. Um, but I tell it like it is. So I'm just gonna say it. So my number one thing for every team, for each team is to stay injury-free. No more injuries. No more injuries. If there was Santa. one Christmas wish, Santa, listen up, that no one gets hurt, you know, for the rest of the year. And let's just play these games, man. Yeah. So that's um, that's my number one thing. Um, my number two thing would be let's have at least, at least half of all the conference games in the Power Five uh, go to overtime. Oh, yeah. Chris, you want free basketball. I want free basketball. I want drama, right? I want edge of the seat. No. I want to be hollering at the TV, um, whether I'm calling the game or not. I want my headset to be crooked. Um, yeah. Um, here for the action. Um, huh, I think that's it. I think I just want, I want injury free and I want overtime basketball. Those are my two things. All right. So I got got a couple things. Well, first and foremost, I would like the inaugural Christy Winter Scott classic to be just the best event uh, in all of the Christmas tournaments across the country. Um, And and that's on December 23rd. If you, so we're, I'm very excited for that. So that's my first wish. Uh, My second wish is to again, wish for no injuries. I would like no more injuries. Uh, I, my third wish is going to be for the Miami Hurricanes to, uh, you know, find their footing. They, they've had some injuries. It's just been like kind of up and down because of how many new people they have. 
Right. Um, especially at the at this you know big positions like point guard, uh, they're yeah. working with a bunch of new players. So I want some continuity there, and, and hopefully it extends into the conference season for my own sake. Uh, I want, especially want J.C. Sheldon back because yeah. I had her very high on my draft board, and I just didn't want to see more of her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and whew, I'm trying to think. What, else do you have? what other Christmas wish do I have? <laughs> uh, well, I want no more injuries for my own basketball team as well. Yeah. Or the Washington Wizards, because they're getting pretty oh. tough to watch for the both of us. A lot of injuries. <laughs> so hard. So, That's what I'm saying. No injuries. Like, we're done with them. <sighs> and I just, uh, you know, I, what our other wish would have been for Brittany Griner to come home and uh, to be back in our lives. <laughs> and she good. is. So we got that one. Play us um, society. Thank you for the shit. Yeah. yeah. Play us <laughs> play, play society. <laughs> As I like you to call say, it. playa, because <laughs> that's what the yeah. word is in Spanish. All right, play a plan, and and just like my my last wish is is the same thing. I think we always say is that everyone enjoys the game and continues yeah. to love it and and get more oh. of it, educate everyone about it because it's, it's such a lovely game um, that means so much to us, uh, especially you know when we have when we get to put it in perspective, like we can with BG coming home. Uh, yeah. It just feels even that much more special. Yeah. Um, and something that means so much to us. So, you know, we want to wish you uh, a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating or not celebrating, just have yeah. an awesome week. Um, okay. And, you know, we're sending our love to you and we hope you're watching hoops, whatever you're doing. <laughs> and make your family watch basketball. My family's yeah. going to watch so much basketball. That's nice. they're, com they're coming here this year. So it's like, you're coming to my house, basketball's on. Oh, uh, every TV, can't escape it. Every room. <laughs> I might put up more TVs. So just so there's more. And your laptop have everything running. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, we we wish you guys happy holidays, all the best with your families and health, happiness, and joy. You know, those are the three things that, you know, money can't buy, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. stay true to it. You're not new to it. You know where that joy resides and it's right in here. And you know, it'll always be here on uh, Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. We don't have to go home, but we got to get up out of here and get some eggnog and some holiday things, even though I don't like eggnog that much. But, oh, you don't but, like eggnog? I have to make a coquito. It's Puerto Rican eggnog. Oh, really I'm going to Gabe's house because he's going to have that <laughs> on all over the house. So I'm going over there to get the uh, Puerto Rican eggnog and, uh, coquito. and some hoops. <laughs> and some hoops. And he said, go heat. So, I mean, I'll, you know, that's fine if the heater on. I want um, but anyway, go Seahawks and uh, go Hoyas and everybody stay safe out there. We love you guys for watching and checking us out today and listening to our banter about the lovely game of basketball. We love it so much. We love you guys a lot and happy holidays. We'll see yeah. you next time. For Gabe, we bring him up for Steve Winter Scott. Deuces. Bye-bye. Bye. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.